Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got a great question today that we wanted to answer from Randall. Last night in my bereavement group, one of my members suggested that it was important to educate friends and family on how to treat the bereaved. Do you have any tips on the do's and don'ts of bereavement support? Wow. Well, first of all, Randall, a male in a bereavement group. Good for you, right, Heidi? Yes, I love that because what you usually see is about 75% of grief groups are female. Yeah, and we worry about the guys. The more we can get the guys in there, the more guys will come because they'll see Randall and they'll say, oh, this is a group for guys too. People don't know how to treat the bereaved, right? I, absolutely. And I also think try, people try to fix it. Hmm. They go right to fixing mode. Here's a whole bunch of books about grief. Let me help you. Let me fix it. And the reality is, I think it, initially what we all want is just someone to be there with us and just to acknowledge and validate how hard it is and how hard our life is and how our life has been completely turned upside down and how we don't know how we're going to get through this. Yeah. That's where you want to start with people, not trying to fix things. Right. Well, Randall, um, I was thinking about, uh, we had Abel Keogh on our show years ago. His uh, wife, was pregnant and she uh, killed herself. And he wrote a book called A Room for Two. But I loved what he did. You wanna know how he educated his friends about helping him? He had them come and renovate an old house that he wanted to move into. And how did that help, help him? They all worked with him side by side, shoulder to shoulder, guys okay. working together. He invited them to come and help with his renovation. And do you remember one of the people we had on invited his friends to come and play ping pong with him? They had to come every night after dinner and play one hour of ping pong, and they traded who did ping pong. That's he, great. Yeah, and he asked for that. Well, it doesn't put a lot of pressure on people. Sometimes we want to talk, sometimes we don't. And also, a lot of the best conversations we have are when we're doing something. Yeah. So oh, for, for guys, they may want to educate the people that I need stuff done with me. I don't want to talk about it. So then that way you're educating them without even talking. But let's get to some of the things that people say that you don't want them to say. And, and there are things like, well, Heidi, do you want to say some of the things that we don't want to? Yes. One of the things that I, I hate the most is anything that starts with at least. Mm -hmm. At least your brother was young. At least he went fast. At least it was sudden. At least you still have si siblings. Mm -hmm. Siblings don't replace the person that died. Right. Um, you know, anything like that. It, it's really irritating and it minimizes what we're going through and it's, it's not helpful at all. Yeah. And, you know, in educating people, you might say, wow, I really have trouble with, with it when people say at least. So t do the I thing. I have trouble hearing you know, this kind of thing. If you use the I, it brings it to you and, and it doesn't put them on the defensive because they do want to help you, but they don't, they don't know exactly how. So, so try to start with those I statements. And, I, know, think they, I think they do want to help you, but I also think people have a really hard time seeing us grieving, yeah. especially if we're grieving a lot. Yeah. 
That's and, you know, they don't, they don't know how to deal with it. And they, they don't, and oftentimes they also want us to get back to our lives quicker than we're ready to. And the reality is we, we need to figure out how we're going to create our new life, the next chapter. Mm -hmm. um, it's, we can't go back to our old life because the people that we loved aren't in it anymore. So. And, and people want you to be like you were. Sometimes. They do. You they know. totally do. My friend's uh, son died recently and her husband, who is her uh, second husband, I was talking to him on the phone and he said, um, you know, Gloria, it's really hard to be with a brief parent. Mm -hmm. He said, it's really hard. So I think one thing that you have to realize, it is really hard for people to be with us. And, you know, you have to cut them some slack on some of these weird comments. Well, I think we also need to teach people how to be good grief support, which you said earlier. Yeah. We need to tell people what we need. Mm -hmm. I, maybe I need someone to come over and clean my kitchen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not helpful when somebody says to me, when Scott died, when someone would say to me, let me know if you need anything. Right. Call me if you need yeah. anything. I didn't even know what I needed. How am I going to tell them what I need? I need my brother back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, so sometimes we need support and we need help, but we don't know. So if you could be more proactive than that, go into somebody's home, sit with them, kind of look around and see what they might be needing. That yeah. could be helpful. Yeah. And also people, we love to hear stories. So yeah. tell the stories online, tell the story, the happy stories that you remember about their loved one and they want to hear their name. And I love the online Heidi because there's opportunities for people to talk and make videos. I, Scott died so many years ago, and when the internet came about, all of a sudden we had all these people reaching out and talking about how they had missed him. Well, and I guess that's how you can be good grief support, Mom, is you can say to someone, hey, tell me about your child or your sibling or you know whoever. Tell me stories about them. What were they like? What did they like to do? What did they like to eat? You know, were they involved in sports? I mean, get to know them. Because like you said, you know, the way they died was a moment in time. The way they lived is what we really remember and what we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So um, how do you talk a little bit about uh, different kinds of friends? I know you talk about that sometimes. About yes. that. I love this idea because I used to get bitter when all my friends weren't good grief supports. And then I realized you have like different friends in your life. Some friends are there to actually distract you from your grief and to play and to be, they're your shallow friends. They're there to take you away from it, right? They're there, they're, they're there to take you away and to play and have fun and not to bring it up. And that's a break for you. Some friends are there to really go deep into it and support you and you can cry on their shoulder and they're there for you. You know, there's different friends that have different responsibilities in your life and then different relationships with you. They're not all going to be good grievers. Mm -hmm, exactly. And, and you'll lose friends. I mean, that you're, not everybody's going to be good group support and you will meet new friends. So there will be people who are really good group support. They just do a good job. I remember this one family, we hardly, I mean, we knew them, but we didn't know them well. And man, they took over uh, uh, an elf thing for Christmas and gave us a uh, little presents and surprise and rang the doorbell. And, and they, yeah. yeah. And that's how they reached out to the world. So there are people who are really good. Re you, you'll meet new friends. But it's hard when some of the old friends leave, isn't it, Heidi? It is. It's really painful. And, you know, sometimes they'll leave for a while and they'll return. Mm -hmm. As yeah. you are in a different place in your grief journey, it could be years later. They all of a sudden return. So you've got to figure out, do I want them in my life? Mm -hmm. Be careful about saying never. I never want them in my life again because I've actually brought people back into my life that basically ditched me 
for several years after Scott died because they couldn't deal with it. Right. And as I changed in my grief journey, they came back. Yeah. And, and yeah, you have to decide whether you want to welcome them back in, into your life again. Right. So that's an important thing to do. And uh, I, Randall, I imagine you're working, and that's a whole other issue that we've done other shows on. You can go to Open to Hope and read about uh, support at work because you do, you do have to educate people at work sometimes, too. And I actually went into the school district uh, when my son was killed and did uh, classes. They would let me do a class every year, uh, their health program on dealing with grief and loss for the kids. So there are different ways that you can educate people. You can actually formally educate them. And depending on how the, your family member died, you may want to go into that area and offer to give them, study it a little bit yourself, and then offer to do something proactive for them in the community. So I like that idea. And uh, the other thing I would say is people shouldn't shit on anybody. So whenever someone says you should be doing this or you should be doing that or you should be over it or you should have closure, that's not helpful. And we've always said on our show, you know, closure, closure is, for, is for bank accounts, not love accounts. Mm -hmm. And you don't get over somebody. You learn to live without them in your life. And that's what, that's what we want to do. And li live with them in different ways. Continue yeah. bonds with them in a different way. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, particularly you're talking about uh, teaching people to good grief support. You know, if you've had that loss, you've got a lot of family members in that circle who are suffering the same loss. It's very tricky, particularly early on, asking people to grieve in a certain way. I mean, sometimes you may have to remove yourself from the situation. Uh, we know there are, uh, we have situations that we've talked to people where there's alcohol or drugs or something involved where people become obnoxious during holidays or whatever. And we've done shows on that. So you can look at that. We've done a lot of shows on specific issues at specific times. And it's important for you to look at not only the person, but look at the situation, be prepared. If there are things that you feel like people aren't grief, good grief support, uh, and it happens every time you need to figure out how to remove yourself from the situation or, you know, cause you have to deal with family. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, and, and, you know, there's going to be toxic people after a loss that you kind of want to try to avoid if you can. Mm -hmm. I mean, if someone's bringing you down and making you feel worse, you, you don't want them to, you want to limit the time and the exposure you have to that person. Yeah. And sometimes you need to take a person break or something. I like agree. Give yourself Do a spring cleaning. <laughs> Somebody told me it was a, a, what did he call it? A Titanic Rolodex. Oh, <laughs> I love the that. old days of Rolodexes. Go through your Rolodex and clean it out. And maybe you need to go through your uh, Facebook page and clean it out or whatever if you, if you have, uh, you know, and social media can be really difficult yeah. at different times. So you might decide what you want to do with all that, whether it's supportive or not. And take a news break take a computer break, take a social media break, you know? Well, I think social media is hard because, you know, you see all these people with families that are intact that haven't had a loss. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like it's everybody's so happy on fraud book, as I call it. <laughs> uh, because, you know, people are putting out the best, their best selves on Facebook. So, you know, that's not reality. And so then we compare. We compare our lives and our, our lives just fall short all the time. And then we feel horrible. We feel worse than we already feel when we see these perfect families out on Facebook. Yeah. So anyway, think about taking some breaks. And Randall, thanks a lot for uh, the question. I'm as 
Heidi and I both said, good for you being in, in a grief uh, support group and, and deal and trying to deal with this and trying to figure out, you know, if you just thinking about educating people makes you think about the things that you like and don't like. And, and it, it's your journey and good for you embracing it. Thank you, Randall. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.